You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 44, sponsored by YouBuyNow.com. Who the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. This is our 44th episode. Uh, I'm Josh, and I'm here with Ron. Hey. And, of course, Connor. Hi. And you may have guessed, there's a special guest this week. <laughs> uh, we, want, we want to welcome Augie Bleak from the Pipeline podcast and Comic Book Resources. Hi, guys. Hey, hey Augie. Th- thanks so much for joining us. We're so excited for our first guest ever on the iFanboy podcast. My pleasure, and this is practically my first Skype conversation, so it's fun. Oh, even better. We're just we're all we're popping our cherries left and right. <laughs> should, we, should we call this a crossover? I think we can. I think it's I think it's I think it it's is apropos. a crossover. Yeah. Do we have to have a misunderstanding first? And then fight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can take Connor though. <laughs> wow, he's getting this reputation of being I, a bruiser. He it's, loves it's, that. It's not unwarranted though. That's it's not. You're a big guy. I'm scared of you and I'm your friend. He thinks of Rocky Balboa. <laughs> His voice is just slightly as deep, if not deeper, than mine. That's why. Yeah, it's, it's the deep voice is the manliness, I guess, right? So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, in case you're the uninitiated, you're like, what the hell is all this? Who are these men with their low voices threatening each other? Uh, iFanboy.com is a site where we like to talk about comic books. We started it up because we read comics, and every week we read a whole bunch of them, and then one of us will pick out what we think is the best one, write a review up on the website, and then we come here to talk about it on the podcast, and then we talk about some other comics as well. Uh, and again, before we go, uh, we've, we've given you the warning before, and we'll keep giving it to you. We're going to talk about these past week's books, so there, there, could be a, there could be a spoiler. These are reviews. It's a review show. If you haven't read your books yet, you might want to hold off on listening. Spoiler alert. That, spoiler warning. Uh, Connor, uh, go. Well, this <laughs> the last two weeks are really, really small weeks, and so it was hard to find good books. And this week, I had like 14 books to pick, and they were really exciting. With Justice League and Daredevil and Eternals and Batman and Astonishing, Astonishing X-Men and Wolverine, all really good books, so I was all really excited. And then I was really disappointed because none of the books really, really <laughs> grabbed me. <laughs> I, nothing really blew my socks off. Nothing really um, stu- stood up and said, this is the pick of the week. So I had to really go for what was the least um, of the disappointing books, and the least disappointing book for me was Justice League of America number one. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting take, the least disappointing. We have a guest on, and this is what you come with. <laughs> well, you know, this the, I have to go with the quality of the books, and really, um, normally there's a book that really you just put down and you go, that was awesome. But this, the, the Knock Your Socks Off book. Right, and this, this is not the case of this week. I mean, there were elements of each book that I really enjoyed, like Astonishing X-Men, I thought I almost picked just for the Wolverine scenes alone. <laughs> which I ha- which I which I hated by the way, but whatever. Of course, yeah, I kind of yeah. did too. <laughs> I thought they were they were great. I would have picked it just for that. And there were some good parts of Batman. And I liked the Eternals, but ultimately, um, Justice League was the book I was looking forward to the most. So I figured I would give that one a shot and talk about its virtues. You know, it's funny that you that you say that you didn't blow your socks off. And I think that that's actually one of the. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna let you keep going with your thing. But I think it's one of the things about Meltzer's stuff is that it never blows me away when I read it. But the more that I think about it, the more I like it after the fact. I can see that, but I was really disappointed with issue zero, and um, I yeah. thought this was a step up from issue zero, not a huge step up. I'm kind of concerned to be honest with you because Why Meltzer's are we a big. About this. <laughs> well, because it was the least, the least disappointing. We could talk about the Flash. You want to talk about the Flash? No, no. Go ahead. The Flash, which by the way made a huge comeback with issue number three. It was great. But th- now we're getting ahead of ourselves. No, no, no. This, this, the main reason I was really excited about this book was because historically speaking, my favorite issues of team books were always the team building books, where you yep. get everybody together in a room or the mansion or the cave or whatever, and then they would all pick the new team. And you would always be excited as a kid, what, what's the team going to be? And you would go over it in your head, and you'd talk to your friends, and you'd try to decide who would be on the team. And then at the end, it would always be something completely different, but then it would be satisfying. And you'd be like, who was that triathlon guy? Right, exactly. <laughs> one of the- rage, is, rage is on the Avengers? What? <laughs> <laughs> one of the best ones in my recent memory was the Justice League International, where they were all sort of hanging out in the apartment, and the Cuns invaded, and they thought they were going to take over the Earth, and they kicked the door down, the entire DC pantheon mm. standing in the living room. There had to be a Giffen reference somewhere in here. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad somebody made it. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so so th- those are always my favorite, and, and I like 
I mean, I th- it's possible a lot of my disappointment is from the fact that some of the people that seem like they're going to be on the team I don't care for that much. And that like, might have been my, my own bias. I don't, I don't hate Red Tornado, but I don't have much use for him. And he sort of embodies the error of the Justice League I'm not really keen on. Somebody's got a big old crush on Red Tornado, and his name is Brad Meltzer. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> and they came across in San Diego so pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah apparently weird. so does Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Man crush on Red Tornado. <laughs> well, if Robin's not going to wear the red tights, might as well be Red Tornado. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Although not anymore, apparently. But, um... Mm. I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm a little apprehensive because I didn't love it. I mean, Justice well, League's got a lot to live up to, especially when you see how well it's done. Um, speaking specifically of Grant Morrison, but um, I liked it. I mean, that's, that's, not a, that's not a ringing endorsement for a pick of the week. <laughs> this, this, is, this is the most low-key pick of the week I've ever <laughs> experienced. Well, well, hang on. i got a couple of questions for you, Connor, uh-huh. so, as the non-DC guy. All right, first off, is this a one-year-later book? I don't like you. <laughs> yes, it is. No, Although well, it, the, the, the year skip already happened. Here's the thing, though, about the Justice League: it's never really in continuity. I mean, it is and it isn't because if you follow the books, there's no way they'd be having the adventures in the Justice League because the books are continuous, the so- solo books. It's got to be somewhat close to continuity, it's, it's, though. I mean, it is and it isn't because you know they're they're always hanging out together, and in the Justice League books, they're never not. It doesn't fit time-wise. You have to kind of right. take Justice League with a grain of salt because... Right, well, I'm not going to go crazy about, you know, Superman's here in the Justice League and he's also in Metropolis and all that kind of stuff. But, that, you know, but but the thing the thing that gets me in about the whole DC, kind of the approach of DC is that it just seems as if the one-year-later concept has gotten scrapped in favor of pushing 52. It's not and scrapped. It's now. The year skipped. It already happened. 52 <laughs> tells you what happened in that time. And now is just now. But Are I, you I, telling me the X-Men guy is having a problem with continuity? <laughs> Yeah. No. Uh. Well, well, but but case in point though. So in, the, in in the beginning of this book, it's it's Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman getting together, right? Well, that's I know where you're going because in this book, that, Wonder Woman is Diana, but in the Wonder Woman book, Wonder Woman is Donna. And on the cover, Donna is standing in the li- in the line all the way in the back. So, I, but I thought Donna was Wonder. What was Wonder Woman? I can't explain that. Wow, that's a that's a nice cover. I just blew your mind. Didn't I? I, didn't, I don't look at it like that. Well, you have to. I mean, if, if I'm holding Wonder Woman in my right hand, I'm just looking at my left hand, and I've got two different characters. In and Diana's costume. wearing some tight white outfit in Wonder Woman, right? I mean, like so that she's like some secret like that agent. That don't match, and that's something yeah. I don't really care about. But you know, it's going to affect the way some people perceive the book and Ron's. Yeah, album. but I see Zatanna's fishnets and Black Canary's fishnets, and I'm okay. <laughs> oh, that was creepy. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> it really was. Well, um, know, well, what did you guys think? You guys yeah, well, it? Augie, you picked it up special because you weren't going to buy it, right? Right, exactly. I picked it up because I know Connor is such a fanboy. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, I'm not a DC fanboy. I'm not an X-Men fanboy either. But to me, it was a little confusing because I don't have that deep-seated DCU history. And there's a lot of characters crammed into one book together here. So that part is a little tough to keep track of. And then, of course, Brad Meltzer does his usual trick involving ten different people narrating, sometimes on the same page. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, and I was trying to keep track of the colors, and I was like, who's, who does, who's this now? Exactly. Is, is yellow on blue, is that Batman, or is that Black Lightning, or is that yellow on red? It's, it brings you back to the early days of computer lettering when everyone used every color in the book they could. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's an interesting first issue. I don't think I'll be continuing on with it past this, but uh, I can see if I were... A DC Universe fanboy where this might be the kind of book for me because there's a lot of different characters and not all necessarily the top tier characters in the book. But this, right. at the same time, one of the things I didn't like about Infinite Crisis was that they crammed too much into it. Mm-hmm. And while I may be, DC may be my thing, I still like a clear and concise story. And I don't, it doesn't make it better because everybody's in it. And uh, I'm just... I, I mean, obviously he's not going to continue on What did on you this. like about this? <laughs> Nobody got raped. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. I liked this. I liked it because it, it's the beginning of the Justice League, and it's it's, it's the whole bringing together. Yeah, the there's team. there's a level of excitement. I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, I Connor. I, I mean, a lot of people I know on the site. Oh um, man, this was this this pick yeah. was not received well at all. It was almost <laughs> like your de- your Deadpool cable pick. It was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. But I supported it. I mean, I I mean, like I I liked it because there was a level of excitement. Like I love that. I like you said. I love the team getting together. And why aren't they picking Green Arrow? And oh, they're going with Arsenal and that you know that kind of thing. I kind of wish though it would have ended. I mean, I, it's probably going to be you know in the Ultimate Spider-Man kind of vein. It's going to be dragged out across four issues or whatnot. But I kind of was hoping that we would see the lineup by the end of the issue though. Right. Yeah. 
No, I, I agree, and I think by the time you get to the actual team at the, at the end of the first arc, things might straighten out. It won't be as confusing, but for right now, it's a bit It's much. just confusing as hell. So. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and... I, I, I liked it a lot, just like I liked the other one. I, maybe it's just something I like how it melts the right stuff. I mean, one of the other things, I don't know who anybody is. I don't know. <laughs> who's, who's this I, guy in the red cape and the guy with uh, the bad ears? Right, and stuff. But like, but like, the thing about that is, when I read Infinite Cri- or Identity Crisis, I didn't really know who most of those characters were either, and I still really enjoyed it. I, maybe it's the style that Melser has. Um, but I think what this reminds me of is when I first started reading comic books, like when I was very young. I remember like every once in a while someone would give me like a box full of old Avengers comics or something like that and I would pick one up and I didn't know who anybody was in it and I always kind of liked the idea of trying to sort out like hey there's new, to me they're like new characters so like you know maybe the Red Tornado is interesting I don't have a bias against him I don't care you know to me I don't know Arsenal very well so maybe that's interesting and, and, and you know but you've got the base of Superman, Batman and, and Wonder Woman and they have this this kind of relationship that I thought it's kind of neat. I, I I think that the way that he writes them, I really just enjoy the the way that he writes them interplaying with each other, sitting well, around think, a table talking. I think it's interesting that he's kind of almost re-retconned DC history with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman as this, like, troika in the same way that Bendis has retconned the Marvel Universe with the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you kind of feel like they've been kind of guiding everybody along on all these years when in reality, you know, 30 years ago... They weren't, you know. Yeah, but can it's I point out you use the word troika? And <laughs> was, was that correct? Yeah. Can, can you spell it? Uh, T-R-O-I-K-A. Isn't Good enough. All right, there you go. Troika. <laughs> can you use it in a sentence? Oh, I did. <laughs> you're fine. You're good. I'm, imp- I'm impressed. I really liked this. I actually agreed with the pick probably more than the picker. <laughs> nice. Um, it's odd, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep buying this. I, I, I enjoyed it. Well, I'll yeah, give the book one point that, that worked in its favor for me, at least, is that, to me, before this, Red Tornado was that funny guy from Young Justice that, that yes. Peter David used to write. And now, by the end of this book, I actually kind of cared for him. I think he's getting screwed by some supervillain, but yeah. it's an interesting story, and at the end, it was kind of like leaving me, I don't say short of breath or anything, but you can tell <laughs> that Brad Meltzer's thriller novelist heart is coming out on the page as he's writing this. Who, who's the villain, by the way? I think he's a new villain, is he? No, no, he's not. It's uh, Ivo or one of those guys. It's not. Evo? He's not new though. Oh, I didn't do any research. I'm sorry. I like funny is that like, I, I've done, I've... that there was like a reveal of him, and I don't know yeah. who'd be like, oh, it's evil he, purple guy. It's it's Mask Man. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's like he's like anti Red Tornado. Yeah, but um, they need to do a better job of explaining these characters to people who don't know who they are. And yeah, agreed. And I also I know that it's becoming a bit of a like it's kind of played and has been done before. But I just love it when they mix in the old, um, you know, dot pitch old comic art in in with in the mm. flashbacks. It's I love happening a lot. It's happening a lot. Like Astro City did it, and and, yeah. and it's it's happening a couple. But I love it every time they do it, so it makes <laughs> me giggle. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, Savage Dragon did it. Uh, Eric Larson was doing it a couple of uh, issues ago. He did it really yep. well. He did it really authentically. It was awesome. Yeah. But, he did whole pages worth. Yeah, and, and they're like, and the pages were ripped and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. they were faded. Like it was really cool. Yeah, I think but, uh, in the century was when I first. Yeah, the century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's, I, don't, I that's liked it. So, so Augie, are you going to sell it on eBay? Um, well, I'll wait a month to see where the price goes. <laughs> you should slab that. Well, the yeah. problem is I only have one of the two covers, so I don't know if I need the whole set or what. Right, yeah, or the variant, right? You touch yeah. it, it's already valueless. <laughs> yeah. Did you open it? Yeah, maybe I can autograph it to a pipeline fan or something. Yeah, a little giveaway. Yeah, exactly. I thought he was going to tell us we owe him four bucks. <laughs> did everybody buy the Superman cover? Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, Just no, I have the a lot of people in the front. <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. That's what I meant. I the like one with it. Superman I'm, on it. I'm I'm hefting it right now. I like it. It's a nice heavy comic book. Yeah. Well, it's because it's got a novel excerpt in the back. Right. Yeah, that was kind of random. His uh, excerpt from his novel. That was. Do you think that was part of his contract? He's like, all right, I'll write Justice League if you can put a little a chapter from my novel. Both Time Warner. <laughs> I think they're uh, also hoping to get some of his book fans to pick up his the comic if they really wanted to read. Because this is like his mm-hmm. third comic book, right? And I mean, he hasn't written he hasn't written yeah. a lot of comics, right? Yeah. It was Identity Arrow. Crisis, Green Arrow, and yeah. this. Yes. So, and the so. Green Arrow book for me dragged from month to month, but once oh, the, the book came together and you could read it all in one sitting, literally about one five-minute sitting, you could read the whole thing and enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, I almost dropped Green Arrow during his run. I and um, I think I did, <laughs> but then I picked it back up now with One Year Later, even though One Year Later doesn't seem to matter anymore. Oh, stop. <laughs> it happened. They, so they're supposed to, for the rest of time, put One Year Later on it. We, we lost one back there. Yes. So you know, Oh, God. 
So, um, anyway, the, book, the book is post zero hour, though. Oh, uh, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of the DC fun. Let's move on. So, um, so Augie, as our guest, what was your pick of the week? Well, I uh, I actually liked some of the books this week, and I was disappointed by some of the books this week. But it came down to a battle of two books for me, and it's the oddest duo ever. Uh, it was between Daredevil, you know, a fairly middle-of-the-road pick, especially for a group such as us, and Uncle Scrooge. And in the end, <laughs> Uncle Scrooge won. Wow. Yes! <laughs> Uncle Scrooge and Don Rosa take out Ed Brubaker and uh, David Aha, I guess his name is. But the new issue of Uncle Scrooge, out this week, obviously, because this is a Pick of the Week kind of podcast, features a reprint of a Don Rosa story called Return to Xanadu, which, for me, makes me feel really old, because I remember when this book was first printed back in the day. Um, wow. I guess, yeah, like 1990 or so when it first came out. And duck books have a habit of reprinting stories over and over again, because they can do it and not owe royalties. So that's fine. Yeah. Can you pick a reprint as the Pick of the Week? I think sure. I just did. So is 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 Olivia Newton is Olivia Newton John in this issue or? Uh, no, there's nobody with oh. roller skates. There's nobody singing. <laughs> Bonus points if any listeners get that reference. So. I got it and made me want to hang up. <laughs> I, I bought. Please don't concert. sing. <laughs> Connor, did, did you pick? Did you pick this up? Or? I picked this up and I read uh, the first story because I ran out of time before we started recording. But, uh, That's okay. That's all I've read too. Um. It's funny because I used to read. I, I almost completely forgot the fact that when I was in like junior high school and younger, I used to read a lot of Uncle Scrooge comics. You're a good man. They were. I mean, every f- day at four o'clock was Ducktales on TV, and then I would mm-hmm. read, a, read a ton of Uncle Scrooge comics. I don't even know yeah. what happened to them. I don't have them anymore. But um, <laughs> you know, so you know what's really way back. I liked it a lot. There, there's a there's a section there's a there's a scene in uh, the Whit Stillman movie Last Days of Disco. It mm-hmm. came out like in '97 or something like that, um, and it's got uh, uh, Chloe Zvigny and Chris Eigman and a couple other people. Kate Back, early Kate Beckinsale. But there's a scene where one character is explaining to Chloe Zvigny his love for Uncle Scrooge comics, <laughs> and he ha- he actually has a page of art framed on his wall and this kind of thing. Ooh. And that made and that made me I was like I was like kind of you know fur my brow. And then I went out and I sought out some reprints and I actually checked <laughs> them out. And they, they're they're supposed to, they're really good, right? I mean, they're good comics. Yeah, I mean the, the classic Carl Barks ones. Carl Barks is a storyteller. I put right up. There with Jack Kirby and Will Eisner, he knows how to control a page and tell a story in a very, very contained kind of way. He always did, um, you know, like four tier pages, and all, every panel was a square, that kind of thing, and it worked really well. And now Don Rosa is taking over like twenty or thirty years after Carl Barks retired, but uh, he has a tendency to do stories. This one's a big adventure story. I think it's like thirty-two pages long, and for seven bucks, you better get at least thirty-two pages of primary story. <laughs> but uh, he gets that, but he gets this great grand adventure story. This is a sequel to a Carl Barks story. It's kind of spoiling it a little bit, but I'll tell you anyway. If you've never read an Uncle Scrooge comic book before, this is a sequel to The Land of Tra-La-La, which you might remember as being a DuckTales episode with the bottle caps falling from the sky that Launchpad McQuack was, was sending down. So... If you've I'm never read Uncle Scrooge, right now, I'm I know I'm, so, I'm like, well, because number one, Augie, this has got to be liberating because I know you try to avoid spoilers on your podcast. Oh, it's and great, on, and on our podcast, you can talk about anything. <laughs> so it just it's, so that's number one, and number two, we just said Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> <laughs> you invited me. I know it's awesome. <laughs> when, when you describe these things, I'm picking up like words. I'm like, wait a minute, Launchpad, and it takes me about a second and a half to be able to go. Okay, I remember that bottle caps. Sort of remember, not really. Yeah, I remember that episode. I remember that episode. Well, this is Uncle Scrooge and Do- and Donald Duck and Huey, Dewey, and Louie returning to Tra La La after a big treasure that they think they're going to find there, and ironically, they don't, and they get into big trouble. And there's a big adventure. There's there's sight gags. There's running gags. The whole nine yards. It's jam packed, and it's great storytelling. Is the loser the, the, duck in it? The the one with the hat. What was the fat? What was his name? The the the, the friend who they made fun of. What was his uh, name? No, he was a Ducktales only kind of character. Yeah, yeah Super Dew. He did, didn't he? Yeah. So was it Dewey? No, no. That's, the the that's, bottle that's caps the were their currency, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So no, Scrooge flooded the market to uh, to decrease the value or something, or make everyone rich. I forget the exact details now. Economics. Uh, in yeah. The early yeah. Sounds sounds comics. like a phony bone plan. <laughs> It's mean? close. I'm sure Jeff Smith yeah. took some of his influence from there. Um, Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I, I liked it. I, I'm gonna actually see if I can find my old, car, old my old McDuck comics, Scrooge, Uncle Scrooge. 
Whatever. Cool. I've been You're a good man. Where would they be hiding? <laughs> they, they could be anywhere, to be honest with you. But uh, it actually makes me want to figure out where they are or what happened or if I can get my hands on some new ones. But Where are they? <laughs> I'm reconnecting you guys with your I childhoods. Yeah. All in my head now, all I can do is DuckTales. Woo! <laughs> my niece does that to the DVDs all the time. Nice, cool, very cool. You have, yeah, have to... a loop in your apartment, though, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, no, right now it's Animaniacs. Oh, yeah. That's which is another podcast altogether. Yeah. <laughs> so, Scro- Uncle, so, so Uncle Scrooge, people should check that out. Uncle Scrooge number 357, definitely worth picking up. It is a $7 comic book, but it's uh, square-bound, very glossy. There's some backup stories in there. Lots of good reading. Cool. Who, pu- who puts it out? Uh, Gemstone, which is actually the company owned by uh, Steve Jeppy. He of Diamond Comics Distributors. Oh, there you go. That bastard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but I give him leeway because he does the duck books. Okay, that's fair enough, even yeah. though he's crushing the comic book more direct market. <laughs> Complete monopolist, but good with ducks. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about the other book, Daredevil 88. Daredevil 88. Fill-in artist. Yes, but a good one. Damn right. Yeah. Um... I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. I gotta tell you, I opened the I was, cover and the first page I saw Ben Yurick sitting there, and I was like, "Oh, Ben Yurick looks like Ben Yurick." <laughs> Although he's so still, he was, he didn't look as good as um, Malieve or um, no. Lark's Ben Yurick, though. No, yeah, he, still, he, he looked look a little like nebbish. Ben Yurick. Yeah, he doesn't look. Head in this one. Have you noticed that, yeah. Augie? And uh, have they have they been inconsistent with Ben Yurick in oh, likeness? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah he's oh. either a frumpy old school uh, New York uh, reporter, or he's some. Fatherly type, or it depends on who you're looking at at any given moment. It's annoying, but um, I mean, this is a good issue for not having Daredevil in it at all. It's a great issue because you know Foggy Nelson becomes the everyman, and and we as the everyman get to look in on him and be proud of him for for trying to be a hero and trying to save his friend no matter what. Yeah, even when it involves ninjas. Yes, I was. I was like, yeah. As soon as I saw the first ninja, I'm like, Electra, awesome. <laughs> I just love this threat of Electra hanging over with this army of ninjas. That's such a great way to t- uh, the direction to take the character to put her in the charge of the hand. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. It's so cool. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was good. Um, the artist actually, uh, David Aha, reminded me a lot of the guy who did the cover. Actually, Lee Bermejo. I mean, they had that same kind of high contrast, very dark, inky styles. Yeah, very heavy. This is yeah. which a works. Black and white book. Yeah, it really is. I was really appreciating those sort of. I guess that's almost a Frank Miller homage, kind of. In the the only the only splash of color in it is the red, which makes me mm-hmm. think of like the Sin City work and things like that. But like yeah. the only color that isn't way way desaturated is 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 the red through the whole. Oh, thing. in the flat in the flashbacks. Yeah, which is. A, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a little cliched, but um, I enjoyed it. It was this high contrast, washed out sort of sort of yeah. feel. I really liked it. I, some people on the site were saying that it was boring and it was, you know, but, you know, this is the kind of stuff that makes you care about Foggy later, you know, like, when you care about these side characters, this is how you become to come to care about them. And, right. you know, you get a whole bunch of ninjas in the end, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, awesome. they should have killed him. <laughs> yeah, but if they ki- <laughs> they, <laughs> they gave him a mustache. Yeah, I was just gonna say we got we got the porn star mustache. How awesome is that? <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm still a little disappointed that they didn't they didn't actually ki- keep him killed because I, I was I was shocked as hell when they killed him. Mm-hmm. But I didn't kill him. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I take the but shot at the same back. time, like I, I I really like this character. I don't want him to go anywhere. And if you don't have Foggy, that's really like like taking away a part of Matt. Yeah, I mean, because without Foggy to play off of, there Matt's a different character, and it, just like if you took away Alfred from Batman, you couldn't kill him because it would make that character incomplete and therefore less interesting. Uh, he completes him. You complete me. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the movie references are flying. Yeah, just I know. From Ron. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Daredevil was good. Although, um, uh, Augie, we were talking earlier, and you said you had a nitpick about the cover. Oh yeah, I, I'm a lettering geek, as you guys probably well know. Um, th- not so much nitpicking as well, maybe a nitpick. If you look on the cover in the upper left, they have the uh, the creator credits. It's got Brubaker, Aha, and Darmada, who, who's the guy who colors everything very darkly, and it works in this case. But in, instead of having the usual sort of bubbly comic book letters, it's just in a plain sans serif font. It just looks like someone went to a typewriter and typed their names in. I did notice that that looked weird. Yeah. Oh my lord! I noticed these things, <laughs> and, and their initials spell bad. I... <laughs> there you go. 
I just compared it to I put Astonishing X Men next to it, and I see that 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 it's a different font, and it's and um, the the normal font is bold, and you're right, it is different. But I can comp- I, I was looking all over the cover trying to find what this nitpick would be, and <laughs> I can't believe it's well, the weight of the font. Well, that's only part one. You want part two? Yeah, I thought it was going to be the leather mask. <laughs> no, no, well, no, I don't care about that so much. The other part is the secret life of Foggy Nelson that's written on the wall behind Foggy Nelson. I'm just guessing that looks like it was done by hand, not by that a computer. Does, I was about to say. Oh, definitely yeah. by hand. He definitely ran yeah. out of room. Yes. <laughs> He's squeezing that oh really tight. But you know, when you, when you try to do it yourself, you're like, oh, I'm running out of room. I got an R and E really close together. Oh, I'm out of room. And he didn't learn from any of, any of them. Yeah. So it's not so much nitpicky as it's just two yeah. lettering things I noticed as a geek. Yeah. Hey, man, whatever is important to you, you you let your you let your flag fly. I wanted to make sure I came with material for you guys tonight. Did you guys did you guys hear that? That was hundreds of people shutting off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he said he said sans serifs. Cried out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's talk about a book. <laughs> Which one? We mentioned Flash. Let's talk about Flash, Ron. Yeah, Flash number three. Ron, I was... Ron and I had a very interesting conversation where we didn't want to feel each other out too much. We said, "Did you? Whoa. Did you?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gone south now. Oh god. Anyway, I, Ron. Ron goes, "Did you read Flash?" And I said, "Did you read Flash?" We didn't want to reveal what we thought about it. But then we both kind of said it at the same time, "It was really good." I was like, it was really good, and I and the thing is, is that the same writers, the guys who the writers from the TV show, are still writing it. But it was, and I was trying to figure out why it was so good, and I and I went back to Flash, you know, the issue number two, and I realized that it's a fill-in artist, and the art I think really made the difference. It was awesome. I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of that like Dragon's Lair, Space Ace kind of animation. Who drew it? Um, um, what's his name? Last name is uh, Kershaw, I think. Oh, Carl Kershaw. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he is good. Um, yeah, guest penciler Carl, Carl Kershaw. Okay. And my point of view is, screw guest penciler. Put him on the book. He's way better than the other guy who sucks. Uh, Lashley or whatever is the, the guy who did the cover. Yeah, Lashley. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, it, honestly, that was the one difference maker because it's the same writers. It's the same story. But, like, the, the, the art just looked – and I don't know if it was a little Jap animation or animation or whatever, that kind of style. But, like, it, it blew me away. Well, we, we've mentioned like, before that – the reason why we didn't like the first two issues was primarily the art. We, we thought the story was okay. It was the art that was bad. Yeah, was it that kind of over-rendered style, that Ian Churchill kind of thing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's that heavy <laughs> kind of Michael even, Turner Not even wannabe. that good. Like, very... Yeah. That maybe that style, but somebody who's not. That, I mean, that, that's a that's a taste thing. Like I know a lot of people love that kind of thing. Like, uh, uh, what, what are we talking about? Uh, Moon Knight. Who's the guy in Moon Knight? Finch. Oh, that. But Finch. Finch at least has the talent. I don't like the style. He's got talent. This guy, the other sure. guy. I don't. I don't well, particularly like I mean, that kind ca- of style. Case case in point. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, Connor and I might be the only ones who have the book in front of us. Probably right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you look if you if you next time you go to the comic store, look at the cover and look how Ken Lashley drew the Flash on the left side of the cover. And then if you open it up, and Connor, you can do it with me, and look yes. at like the third page, and I'm just looking at his leg. And on the cover, you see all the muscle definition, and you see like the shading and all that kind of stuff. In, yeah, in the art on the inside, it's just smooth, and you see the shape of the leg, but there's no real overdone muscle definition. So and did it just you really seems like uh, Scott Collins when he was on the book? Yeah, yes, yeah, except, except a little more animation-y. Yeah, this um, is very animation. It's very clean. And I think the I think the look goes well with the speed factor of the book. And I I mean it just it was I mean in that one there's one page with the Jay Garrick flash running off from a boat and there's fireworks going above him and it's yeah. just it's just an awesome page. Well, I opened great. the book up the first page and I went ooh yeah ooh this couldn't have come across at a better time because I was ready to drop this book with this issue. I mean I was ready to go. So wow, you see and I'm not gonna, you see just like I mean this I'm like I'm still buying it. I don't know I just buy the flash. I like the flash. I don't know it's it takes a lot for me to drop a book as you guys know, but I don't know I'm a sucker. You need, a, you, need, you need a tattoo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so that was good, and I guess Ultimate Spider-Man got some interest mm. this week as well. Well, that was a that was a that was a herm of concern. That was a yeah. Like, hmm. <laughs> well, I I really liked issue ninety eight because I thought it kind of set the stage nicely for the Clone Saga, and I had this great feeling of impending doom, and there was a lot of nice moments with Peter Parker and Fantastic Four. And now there's issue 99 in which my suspension of disbelief kind of breaks because everything that happens, I keep thinking to myself as it's happening, well, this isn't really real. This is just a clone. This is going to get turned around next week. 
I didn't believe anything in this book. I exactly. That, I don't believe that that's Aunt May. I don't believe that that's Gwen. I don't believe that's his, that, that, that it's his dad. I don't believe any of it. No, which is why, to me, the entire issue almost becomes a waste at that point, because it's now about how will Bendis get himself out of that rather than what's the story going to be. Right. This and that's why least, I was disappointed. Yeah, this is my least favorite Ultimate Spider-Man, I think, of the entire 99 issues. And it was funny because I was I, I was on our site ifanboy.com and a lot of people on the pick of the week. <laughs> and a lot of people were were wondering why there wasn't a lot of discussion about it. And some people were like, "Can you believe he you know told Aunt May he's Spider Man?" Da da. And, and that's the thing is like I didn't even feel worth posting about it because it doesn't matter, you know. Like yeah. so, and and I kind of was worried when I heard Bendis was taking on the clone concept, and because I really don't think with Spider Man and the whole word clone, there's any way you can come through it well. Well, there's one thing that that I'm remembering as I was reading that too is that Brian Bendis is a huge David Mamet fan, and if you've seen yes. his movies, House of Games or or Spanish Prisoner, any of those, you know that Mamet likes to pull the wool over your eyes and pull the rug out from underneath your feet and several other cliches like that. So this to me is Bendis doing his Mamet impersonation. Nothing oh, is ever as it seems. The Mammoth exactly. Movie. Yes, Spanish Prisoner, great movie. It is. Um, and speaking of Bendis and Mamet, not to plug another podcast, but did you, <laughs> the the word balloon with Bendis? Did you hear him tell the Mamet Mark Miller story? Yes. Very funny. Poor bastard. Very funny. Yeah, got, uh, Josh Connor. If you guys haven't heard that, They're that's it's, up. It's, I haven't, I haven't it's, it's that. probably the it's probably the best story of the three hours. It's, it's better hysterical. than the Luferigno story. No. <laughs> <laughs> but close. But close. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, no. So I don't know, but um, this... I liked it. I mean, I, I mean, I know it's not going to be real, but I mean, I just think of it I, the way that I read these. I guess is I put my 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 point of view is I put my head in the place of where Peter's head must be, and you know, for no other reason than that, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's really him. So if if he believes what's going on and, and he's freaking out, I'm like that. I can understand like from that point of view how it's a interesting story. But I think I think you're right. I don't think that that's May. I don't think that that's you know. His but father. I, think, I mean, I just have the feeling that, like, if if nothing else, you know, th- this is going to have ramifications for the character in the future. In the future, and and you know, the character continues to be developed and it continues to go forward. And you know, maybe this isn't the world-shattering event that that they're going to make it out to be. But you know, it was it was yeah. it was good to me. If anything, this this storyline has given me it makes makes me really want Bendis to write Ultimate Fantastic Four. Hmm. <laughs> Because it just, I mean, they, they just, the, every time those Fantastic Four characters have been on the pages in this storyline, it's been awesome. And I've dropped Ultimate Fantastic Four because it just has been boring, you know, so. I just I heard know. Mark Miller on a podcast say that that's like, it's the highest selling Ultimate book. Like, it sells higher than the Ultimates. Wow. What? Wow. Fantastic, Ultimate. Ultimate, his Ultimate Fantastic Four. There's no way. Well, cause, no, you know why it sells higher than the Ultimates? Because the Ultimates never comes out. <laughs> Everything sells higher than the Ultimates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This podcast sells more than the Ultimates. Yeah, you did. Yeah, teed that one right up. Good straight, so man. This is the first podcast that I think that we've been together uh, since the announcement that Bagley was leaving, right? Is it? Or did that happen last week? No, that I just, happened last and, week. Oh, so I'm in a coma. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just because Josh, I know, I know you're not a big Bagley fan, so you, you know. know what? I actually don't mind Bagley. I just like to bag on him for some reason. <laughs> nice. nice. I, I mean, you know what? I don't, I don't think he's, you know, I think he's got his backgrounds are kind of not always there, and you know, were but you guys not in the other show where we had this argument? <laughs> we, I, I just got unfrozen from a block of ice, so please excuse me. Well, who do you want to replace him then? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's I, a problem. I don't really, I don't really, I know, I mean, I know that there's like the Mark Brooks guy on the other one, and he would probably do a fine job, and, mm-hmm. and that's fine. I, I really think, though, that I don't love Mark Bagley's art specifically, but I think in this context, with Brian Bendis on this book, the way it's going, it works. these are the things mm-hmm. that go together, and I really think that you make a change in that, and you may find out that it's going to be like taking Aaron Sorkin off the West Wing or something like that. It just, it won't <laughs> feel the same. Or it could be like taking uh, taking David Caruso off NYPD Blue, which seems like a minor change. But then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. But that that um, was actually bad for Caruso. So maybe Bagley's career falls apart after this. Maybe I, I just hope it. that. I mean, and I heard Bendis talk about it on Word Balloon, but I, and I'm glad to hear it. But they need to replace it with an artist that will just stay on. They need to, you know, it can't yeah. be fill-ins and it can't. Can, be can I throw you a name then? Sure. This one was mentioned on the uh, the pipeline message board at comicbookresources.com. See, Thanks. I can plug too. Good work there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this would be the best choice, but I know he could do all the work. Todd Nock. Hmm. Who, you know, I the say, Young Justice most yeah. famously. I, I say yes. I uh, thumbs up. I say I, yes. I would, I would like that. He's I got like a young enough Nock. style. He does yeah. teenagers really well, and he can hit all his deadlines. Can he do, yeah. can he do, uh, can he do a book every week and a half? Just about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I would. I would like that. I really like his style. I think uh, Con- one of you. One of you to Connor Ron has some sketches 
I have one, yeah. I, do, I have one, yeah. I have an impulse buy him, I think. Yeah, it's great. Mm. I love yeah. that stuff. What about yeah. Michael Gatos? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too serious. Yeah. I don't think that really fits. Oh, but I, what is he doing? I want him to do something else. I miss him. Is he at the uh, Virgin Comics line, or is that somebody oh, else? Oh, is he? Oh, no, he is. I think you're right. I yeah. remember seeing his name around there. Yeah, and he was doing some book for Marvel upcoming, I think. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good option. Well, Augie, you, who, who's your pick? Um, yeah, we were having a whole discussion. I was thinking Mark Brooks. I mean, he's the obvious choice, but I don't know if he can hit his deadline. But um, if I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of Mark Brooks that much. I, did, I wasn't wowed by the annual. A little too cartoony for you. Yeah, a little too comic booky, mm. like in your face. You well, know what I mean? So. Well, how about yeah. Patrick Sherberger? That now nah, he'd never hit his deadline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go with Todd. I'll stick with Todd Nock. Yeah, Todd Nock. Yeah, I'll I like that. that. Yeah, uh, Pipeline and I fanboy agrees. Todd Nock. Take it's it's our pick of the week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's stealing right. our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your shtick and run with it. <laughs> All right, what else we got this week? Everybody else has. Anything? <laughs> Everybody else has. <laughs> Doesn't somebody want to talk about Batman? Yeah, Josh. Connor? Josh? Josh. Somebody? Um, I, well, I, people were people are in love with Batman this week, I'm noticing, on our on our Pick of the Week thread. Um, Where can you find that thread? You can find... <laughs> is it... Uh, what's, the, what's the... Is it actually slash how... It's ifinboy.com slash pad and That's how Greg Rucker pronounced it once. Oh, he gave geez. him a sticker and he was like, Ifinboy? <laughs> oh, God, we're doomed. Thank you. You should have used the sans-serif font. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I, I actually, I didn't love the Batman book. I can mm-hmm. see why people did, but it was that, I mean, like, literally, it was pop art. Like, it mm-hmm. was in this whole, uh, you know, like, Lichtenstein Warhol sort of exhibit going on, which I thought was actually really neat, and I would have liked to have seen the script for it because basically yeah. all of the frames were framed within another. You know, there was something else happening. There was extra word balloons, and there was sound effects that weren't really sound effects. They were actually mm-hmm. paintings on the wall. And if you've read it, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you kind of have to see it. Um, that being said, it wasn't really a story as much as a bunch of fighting and pitches, <laughs> and I don't really like that so much. But did you get the hidden inner deeper meaning that Grant Morrison was putting in between the panels? His meta commentary? Yes. This is Grant Morrison after all. Right. He is god of genius. <laughs> did you no seriously, did you see the uh, the write up on Newsarama where someone actually dissected the first issue of his Batman run panel by panel to describe the meta text and what everything really means? Uh, that, and wasn't, like, that wasn't a joke? No, that wasn't a joke. The first ten posts afterwards were sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought that was a joke column. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe it was. I I thought it was. I read the first paragraph. And I went, "This is stupid." And I, I closed it because I thought it was a joke. <laughs> the Morrison fans are like that, though. That's how Connor reads the internet. He goes, "This is this stupid." Is stupid. He, he does. He does it hundreds of times a day. And then he folds it up like a newspaper and walks away. <laughs> Just really hard because he's got a big monitor. And <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I I like the idea at the end that you know like he's got a kid and there's going to be a thing and it's not going to be a kid. No, I know. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like him. Well, Says the oh. Batman purist. <laughs> Connor, what do you think? I mean, you're the you're the. Well, Batman I like fan. I like how we tied it into uh, Son of the Demon, which was sure. a really great Batman story. Um, I just you know I, at first I liked the idea of Ninja Man Bats. The, <laughs> the concept is kind of cool, but then nothing really interesting happened with them. I mean, he just really. kind of fought them. They can't. They, he beat them pretty easily, and and uh, I really liked last last issue a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But this one, eh, it was all right. Nothing, nothing too exciting really happened. I I really think that this is starting to be the feeling of if you were to read all six of them in a row, you'd be like, that was great. But but like, the teaser for next month looks really good with 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 you know it's like a sitcom next month. Robin <laughs> and, and Batman's kid. <laughs> it is like a sitcom. It's like Family Matters. Did you know that Batman makes love with his cowl on? He didn't in the book. In the ah, book. he does in this one. I know. I saw that. Now it's a little weird, but and we all looked at it. Uh, he makes love. She, she, <laughs> it's Talia. He knows who he is. He doesn't have to keep the cowl on. They all know. Uh, who he is. Yeah, no, he, keep the, knows who he, is. he keeps the cowl on when he sword fights, though. So <laughs> with his shirt off, that was weird. But anyway, okay, let's do one more book. All right. Before we move on to the things, I wanted to just touch on 52 because every once in a while it's kind of interesting. And I was just actually curious what you guys thought of it this week. Well, this was literally, I had written 52 into the pick of the week before I deleted it and put, changed it with Justice League. So you liked it. <laughs> so I, I liked I liked the fact that in the midst of this whole wedding 
celebration, there was this really dark undercurrent. There was a suicide bomber, mm-hmm. and there was yeah. a lot of discontent in this in this idyllic country. Mm-hmm. But the really thing that got me was the last shot of the guys mopping up the blood, right? While Black Adam carries I- ISIS off to bed. I so, uh, I, lo- I loved it. I loved the uh, comparison between the two, the underworld and the upper world of this the society. Mm-hmm. I think I think that uh, this woman is is gonna get killed. <laughs> and, and black and black adam is, is gonna i mean because it, it's it's so happy right now wait a second was like, she ever in a giffen era justice league book oh good point if so she's a dead woman yes she she's a no target woman. on her <laughs> she's just like a woman who turned into I, I don't know any of this history by the way you never know um but you know like you get the feeling like like he's gonna have to go the other way and worse than ever yeah. Like, and I, I think that that's the only way that you can make this story big enough to be worth this sort of event book, this fifty-two thing. Um, I got a question though, about the question. Yes. When Montoya comes in and she says something about grab your mask. Yeah. yeah. So what's the deal? He wears a mask. It looks like a face. So, the, like so the no face. face is a mask. Yes. So he has a face. Yes. So oh, not. I always thought he didn't have a face. He's got it right there. I, I thought, thought that was, was a mask. mask. No, it was a mask. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this just... one year later? <laughs> he's a Doombot. So he's just a dude. <laughs> he's a Doombot. Yeah. He's like He's Matt. some dude. He's really? some dude. He is, look, he's, he's Rorschach. He's got, he puts a mask on. Instead of it having blobs on it, it's just blank. See, I always thought he was like some mystical no, dude with he's no just face. Because I thought he like moved the mask and it made a, made a different face. Right. Um, he's a PI. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. That's really yeah. disappointing. I was enjoying him much more when he was much more mysterious. I like his George well, Clooney why haircut. Why did you ask? Well, because I, I wanted to know. <laughs> I didn't want to toil in, in, in not knowing. That is, his face is his face. The mask is the blank face. Can, all right, that's good that we got that settled. Can uh, I just say that I know nothing about them, but I love the Shazams. Yeah. I just love the concept that there's like a family of Shazams in the Marvels or whatever. It just cracks me up. I there's mean, like, a junior. Yeah, I mean the like one. That the guy one doesn't in, have a complex. Yeah, <laughs> the one in the blue and Mary Marvel and and Junior. You know all them. Yeah, I just I just I I know nothing about them. I don't read anything about them. I just love the idea. I really so. wish that these origin stories that they've been doing in the back had been in some of the earlier issues, though. <laughs> they should have because that whole DC universe thing they did in the beginning was stupid. They should have gone right into the these the origins. Origin yeah, these are great. Yeah, I really enjoy these. The the just the little two page things, and uh, that's all. Whew, this is some week. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hell of a week. I, it was a marathon reading session. We didn't even touch on New Avengers or Eternals or Wolverine or, or Heroes for Hire or Heroes for Hire, Astonishing X Men. How was Heroes for Hire any good? Or if you like Billy Tucci drawing uh, pinup yeah. uh, girls walking yeah, across the page, uh, it's it's okay. I just read it fact about an hour ago, and uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's a, an interesting take on Civil War, and I'll I'll keep my eye open for it. Yeah, hey, I, I hey who, who writes that? Uh, that'd be Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray. Wait, they write another book. Yeah, what's that called? What, what is that book, Connor? Jonah Hex. Oh, it's Jonah Hex. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Playing That's the all. cowboy card now, aren't we? Let's all right, talk about on. Jonah Hex. Let's talk about YouBuyNow.com. YouBuyNow.com uh, is the lovely sponsor of this podcast, and they, um, they're your spot on the web for toys, action figures, and collectibles, and prop replicas. Um, if you go to YouBuyNow.com, you can check out all the DC Direct and Marvel Legends and Master Replicas and a ton of Star Wars stuff. Very cool. Um, so check them out today. That's YouBuyNow.com. Y-O-U-B-U-Y-N-O-W.com. YouBuyNow. You <laughs> I'm tired. This is a long week. All right, so we've got, <laughs> we've got emails. So our first uh, email comes from Elias from San Diego, who I had the pleasure of meeting at the Comic-Con, which is very cool. Um, he wanted to know, with all the talk about Garth Ennis and um, recently The Boys last week when we were talking about The Boys, he was saying he has he happens to have the second volume of Preacher, although he doesn't explain why he only has the second volume and not the first volume. But he wanted to know, um, can he read the second volume without reading the first volume, or should he read the first volume? Well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me preface this. The other day, I'm moving, in case anybody doesn't know, and I'm going through all my stuff, and I was actually getting rid of some stuff that I, I don't want, need, and everything, and I came across issue 49 of Preacher, and I remember I bought it when it came out because I was like, well, everybody's talking about this Preacher book, and I read it, and I thought, this is terrible. I have no idea what this is, and I, and I was off of it for another three years. My point being, uh, you got to read that story in order. If you don't read the first one, then you, the second one's not going to be as good. The second one's really good, too. 
Well, interest, interesting because he also answers his own question <laughs> because he says um, when he thinks about it, aren't trades supposed to be completely self-contained stories that can be read all by themselves? And he finds it a problem with superhero comics because there's so many characters and crossovers, he makes it hard to get a feel for the characters. Well, uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new economy. Um, a it's still a self-contained, you know, original graphic novel is a, is a self-contained story, but, you know... This series. is still a se- this okay, is, still, series go in order. It's still a serialized story, right? Yeah, it so. is very much just like you couldn't watch. You could, but you you wouldn't want to watch. You know, episode four of season two of The Wire. Right, it wouldn't do very much for you. And in this case, I, I mean, I am a huge fan of the longer serialized story, like especially you know the sixty to seventy-five issues of self-contained kind of things, like Preacher is. And uh, I mean, how much fun was that to read all the way through and know there's so much to it, and, and to be able yeah. to go through it. But you definitely shouldn't read the, fir- the second one without having read the first one. Yeah, read the first one. And then his last, quest- his last question is, do we read all the emails we get? No. I don't. <laughs> we get so many that we just pick them out randomly. Could you no. forward them over to me? Sure, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> we read all of them. We read all of them. We read all of them. In fact, we, we talk about them after we read them, and we talk about you folks, and we talk about the fact that you spend the time to email us, and we laugh. Creepy. <laughs> we respond to if we don't read it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We re- we respond to every email we get, and sometimes it might take a little while because we travel and we work and we have day jobs, but we do get back to everybody. So please keep emailing us. We enjoy it. So, um, so thank you, Elias. Um, our second email comes from Roger from Lafayette, Louisiana, um, who loves the podcast. Hoo hoo. Um, they <laughs> he's always talking- say that. <laughs> I read them all. I know. <laughs> um, he knows the reason given for the delay on Civil War, everyone's favorite topic of late, um, is the artist behind schedule. But he's wondering if they're changing the story to include the Hulk coming back from the Planet Hulk storyline. No. He thinks, he thinks it would be great for the Hulk to show up in the middle of all the turmoil looking to kill Stark and Richards. First of all, the Hulk already did show up. Didn't you read the opening pages of Astonishing X-Men? Wasn't that the Hulk on those pages? No, it wasn't. Don't worry. <laughs> it <laughs> looks an awful lot like him. <laughs> Wait a minute, now I gotta... Oh, I just sent you all into a panic. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm in through my books. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like no, the Hulk with a mohawk. And, and, a like, and like a breathing apparatus. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what creeps so. me out about that page? The face <laughs> in the upper left side. Oh. <laughs> Opening. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the spittle between his teeth. Yeah, oh, that, I didn't that's, even see that. Oh, that's, that's some creepy Brian <laughs> authority style kind of... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I don't think they're changing the storyline at all. I, I, I think, I think people are looking way too deeply into this. Yeah. I, I, I really think the artist got behind. Can I just say that when he wrote, he said it would be great if the Hulk to show up looking to kill Stark and Richards, I for a moment had to go, why, why me? <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I didn't do anything. Go after Connor. I know, yeah. Maybe you were like the illegitimate child of, <laughs> <laughs> of Namor and Sue. And Talia and Batman. <laughs> All right, so thank you, Roger. And yeah, we think that it's just it's purely Steve McNiven and Slash. Oddly enough, so. Ron makes love with a flash cowl on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that hurts. That's, that's hurtful. All right, so <laughs> stick out of it. It's- <laughs> <laughs> so Jim, Jim from Bill Ricca, um, he's written in before, and he told us how to pronounce the town he's from. Bill Ricca, Massachusetts, I believe. I think he's wrong. I think I had it right. I don't care that I've never been there. Bellerica, whatever. Yeah, I like um, he's got a couple questions. Um, is the source of the Vultramite power contained in their mustaches? Vultramite. Refer- Vultramite. He's referring to Invincible by Robert Kirkman. And he wants to know if Mark or Invincible grew a handlebar mustache, would he be the most powerful? Yes. I think he should grow like a like a Hetfield kind of thing. Or, or uh, if, I don't know if the... A, lo- a little while ago, we challenged Ron to uh, to grow uh, <laughs> a Civil War sideburns, Civil War side <laughs> kind that that sort of they get real big and bushy down, especially by the cheeks at the bottom of the jawline. They were awesome, and yeah. it didn't last very long. I do long. declare that my bumper <laughs> crops this year off and <laughs> the North has got it in for them. Sorry, I'll stop doing my Southern Jesus. gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, every time you look at him, he's in sepia tone all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> With Ken Burns playing piano in the background. And you just hear like an old film reel in six <laughs> clattering away. There was, there was one night at dinner where he wouldn't stop talking like the Southern Gentleman. Yeah, and I was, I was holding my shirt like it was a vest. And I, yeah, and war, war, war. All I ever hear about war. I remember this cotton gin is revolutionizing my crops. You know what? If you do voices also... Yeah, it's, mm. you know, people will confuse us. Yeah. People, I'm, I'm Josh. Right. Josh That's does the voices. Ron. I don't do voices. Anyway, we do not sound like goddamn. Let me tell you, after I met you guys, I've had no problems keeping the two of you apart. 
Thank you. So we just have to meet every yes. person who downloads this. Yeah, Get so. that video out there yeah, on MySpace.com. <laughs> MySpace.com slash iFanboy. There you go. You're a promotional machine. Um, you have to be. His last question is, if Guido, parenthesis strong guy, in case we didn't know, um, fought Sebastian Shaw, what would happen? Sebastian Shaw has the cooler mutton chops. Yeah, I think I gotta go. Ron, Even though Guido, Guido has the little glasses. Explain the powers, Ron. Uh, Sebastian saw. Uh, oh, now, now, put me up on the te- on the. On, <laughs> oh God! Now I gotta remember what Strong Guy's powers are. Strong Guy absorbs, right? Doesn't he absorb kinetic energy? And so does Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. But I don't think Strong Guy. Sebastian saw. I think the way Sebastian saw outputs it is more powerful than what Guido. Uh, the way Guido outputs it. Uh, Guido is just it. stupid looking. <laughs> and plus, didn't Guido, didn't Guido have a heart attack from absorbing too much uh, kinetic energy in X Factor and Peter David's run? I think. Yes, mm. he did. So He's I done. would say Sebastian, Sebastian Saw. Whereas Sebastian t- Saw took the took the living beating out of hell from from uh, Colossus. Colossus. Yeah. Right. Well, that yeah, but he and uh, go back to the Dark Phoenix Saga with Sebastian Saw that fight and that one. So anyway, so thank you, Jim, for those. Um, Fantastic questions. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us, email us at contact at ifanboy.com. Um, and you can also send us a voicemail. And we've got a couple of good voicemails this week. Um, our first one comes from Anonymous. Yo, what's up, guys? Um, I'm planning on making a trip out to New York in November. And I was wondering, what are some of the good comic shops around the area? Thanks a lot, guys. Keep up the good work. Peace. All right. Well, this question again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We recommend you go back and listen to episodes 4, 19, 32, <laughs> and 38. None of them are the episodes- prime numbers. I don't are know. Those a- are those actually the episodes we talk about this? I or? don't know, but you should go and listen to them anyway. I was going <laughs> to say, wow, if you went back and found that, I was going to be really impressed at the prep. You know, when I got the question, I wanted to. <laughs> you thought about it. It was a busy week. Connor, where should people go? Uh, Midtown Comics in Times Square, 40th and Broadway, or there's another location near Grand Central Station or Jim Hanley's Universe across the street from the Empire State Building on 33rd Street, just off of 5th Avenue. Or St. Mark's Comics or Planet... Uh, there's a guy people... in Indiana who's not listening to us anymore because of that. <laughs> well, the thing, is, what I don't understand is, like, do we talk about New York that much that people identify us with New York? Like, I, I don't think we well, do. We but... say we say where we are. Yeah, They know I'm in Brooklyn. No one's yeah. ever asked me what comic shop I go to. By the way, I go to House of Secrets in Burbank on Olive. That guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but not, but not for long. I, I'm going to miss it. I really mm. am going to miss my shop. I'm, I wanted to make sure I give him a shout-out. All right, good good job. Good shout-out. All right, I, well, thank I, you. One second. I go to Dewey's Comic City in Madison, New Jersey. Thank you. Oh, excellent. They'll be listening, so I better plug. Okay, cool. I go to Heroes Comics and Cards in Norwalk, Connecticut, and they never listen. So. <laughs> they're the, Even- aren't they the comic shop that's pissed off because Stamford? Yeah, they were pissed off because yeah, because a timeless journey got a call out in Civil War and they didn't get anything because we're the town next to Stanford. So, anyway, whatever. So, Josh, thank you. Josh was bashing Midtown last time we were in there. Really? You know I have what? to admit that I like the Grand Central Midtown way better than the Times Square Midtown. That's just me. I've never you been know to what? Grand Central Midtown. It's I much don't know if nicer. I was bashing it, but I just didn't get into that comic shop feel that I'm used to. I'm I, like, I go to a great shop. And it's kind of big. They've got everything I need, but they're still like small enough. People, I have a chance to talk to the the guys who run it. You know, I get, I get, uh, you know, there's a discount. We get bags and boards with everything. Whereas Midtown is just such a machine that, you know. Well, you you got to recognize that it's like the biggest store in the biggest city in the world. No, so, I know. It, yeah, it, uh, I I mean, if, if the thing is, is that it's. I mean, I hate going to Midtown on a Wednesday because mm-hmm. it's just hellish. But like on a Sunday, it's 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 got everything. You know, right. so. Plus, I, I, but like I like the in and out. I don't like the da- dilly dally. I definitely like the Grand Central one more, um, better. And Josh, more giving better? your new, si- your, your, yeah, I know that was horrible. I'm not the English guy. Uh, I'm actually Italian. I still just speak so well. <laughs> more voices. I know. What's what's going on? This is like I'm a gonna have to talk like this for the rest of the time now. <laughs> Wicked <laughs> awesome. Wicked awesome. <laughs> But Josh, considering your 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 soon to be new living arrangement, you might want the Grand Central one might be closer to where you live, so you know check that out. So anyway, um, all right. Well, thank you. And next time, anonymous, leave your name so we can thank you in person. Um, all right, person. Our next... I'm not going to this guy's house to thank him. <laughs> then he'll be able to tell me and Josh apart. <laughs> you just shot him down anyway. <laughs> so our next voicemail comes from Gomer, who um, sent an email a couple weeks ago, and now he comes back with a voicemail. Yo, 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 what's up, I fanboy? This is Gomer, and no, I am not French. Anyway, uh, I heard your thoughts on the manga-looking new Sentinels in the X-Men number two, and I really agree with you. 
the Sentinels should not be messed with. Uh, but then I got to thinking about it. You know, the Hulk shouldn't be on another planet either. And the Avengers shouldn't have been broken up by the whiny witch uh, who didn't get her way. And that same whiny witch shouldn't have decimated the mutants. And Daredevil should not be in jail. Spider-Man should not have taken off his mask. And Iron Man should not be fighting Captain America. Um, I think this is just a fact that, uh, or another trend that Marvel is going, the new Sentinels, um, are just another attempt to piss off Marvel's dedicated fan base, but they are not pissing them off. On the contrary, people are reading Civil War more than have read comics in a long time. And uh, with Marvel's uh, X-Men First Class, they're retelling, you know, the X-Men story. I don't think that's going to be the first of, uh, or it's going to be the last of a series, you know, where they retell the old stories. I think you're going to see the old Avengers, you know, rewritten again and all that stuff. So don't worry about your Sentinels, man. They'll be okay. Later, I five fanboy. Peace. You really upset people. <laughs> I did that that whole Mecha Sentinel rant, and and it wasn't an official Ron rant, but it was. I was pretty pissed. It really st- struck a nerve. People like Mecha. It was so bad. <laughs> I don't understand. They pray towards it five times a day. Some people. Go to hell. That was great. <laughs> but, hey, um, it's not my podcast. You know. <laughs> Gloves come off. Submarinus. Um, I was thinking of Kesar on Big Brother. Yeah, oh, nice. Good. Another Big Brother mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess he has a point that, you know, I should just chill out and everything will be fine. But the thing is, is that, you know, things evolve. And if, you know, if you don't pay attention, that in five years we might still have Mecha Sentinels and I'll still be pissed. And if so. you do, the world what, will that end. will change. Yeah, I know, exactly. Well, his <laughs> other point is that even though they're doing all these things and everybody's pissed off, more people than ever are buying these books, so they must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. I just, you know what, I said there's, it. There's, I, there's more money in mecha loving 15 year olds than there are in crusty 30 year olds. <laughs> Apparently. Don't get me started on the whole manga thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Manga. Manga, whatever, manga. <laughs> whatever. I just don't. I don't get it. I was ta- actually on the manga thing quickly, and if, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, manga. on iFanboy.com, on iFanboy.com, I asked the question, what's the deal with manga? Manga! manga. <laughs> I'm from Long Island. I can't say manga. I have to I say manga. can't even say Naruto. <laughs> Naruto. 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 She was saying it weird, okay? She had the little, lit, the little tongue thing. Yeah, she did. Yeah. But anyway, um, and I, I was talking to a guy at work who's got, uh, I think, like a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old and 11-year-old, and I'm like, do they read this manga? And he's just like, oh, yeah, they eat it up. All the Tokyo Pop, they all love it. And I was just like, Jesus, you know, it's very upsetting. It's the future so. of comics. I know, I, I, but I don't, I don't get it. Just, ah, uh, anyway, so whatever. The, the story uh, at the end of this is that Joe Quesada hates all of you and wants to kick your puppies. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the story that is. Yep. <laughs> all right, our last voicemail comes from uh, one of our favorites, Chris from Pittsburgh. Hi guys, this is Chris from Pittsburgh, aka the hundredth guy on the proper map. Just wanted to comment on what you guys were talking about with the Civil War delay. I'm kind of happy that I decided to hold off on it and get the art good, because you want some continuity in the art, and you'd also rather have the quality than have some fill-in guy come in and sketch his version of Spider-Man and Cap and all those guys. And actually, I did have a question. Uh, uh, other than comic book podcasts, do you guys listen to any other podcasts? I mean, I know you guys were talking about how you listen to some of the other guys on the panel from San Diego, but I just want to know if you guys listen to anything, any other non-comic podcasts. Thanks a lot, and keep up the good work. Bye. All right, thanks, Chris. Um, thank you for agreeing with me on Civil War. <laughs> and, and Augie as well, right? Augie, Absolutely. Like, read podcasts. Yeah. Read uh, Pipeline, yeah. <laughs> I can't even get my own plug-in straight anymore. <laughs> the Pipeline Commentary Podcast from ComicBookResources.com or CBR.cc. Oh, you've listened. I'm pretty good. You are. Right, so, CC because um, it's shorter. So do I. So, yeah, so do I. Anyway. You um, think I have it bookmarked. <laughs> you think. <laughs> so um, to answer your, your last question, what other podcasts do we listen to? And you say non-comics, but I guess we can talk about the comics ones too, I guess, maybe, or not. Sure. I don't know. Well, we listen to the Pipeline Commentary. I listen oh, to that one. Thank you. Week. You're welcome. Whose show is that? I don't know. It's um, that uh, New Jersey guy. I think I'm pretty sure all of us at one point in time have listened to This Week in Tech, right? Oh, yeah. That's a, bit, that's a big yeah. one here. We're all old uh, scre- uh, screensavers and tech TV fans, so I was. that indication. Yeah, I've never seen one of them in my life. Oh, you oh. never saw one? Really? Oh. No, we didn't have it on my cable system. 
Oh, well, I've got an hour. I've got an eight hour tape of a marathon that Connor taped for me like three or four years ago. I can lend to you if you want to see what it was like back in the day. Yeah, totally. Wow. <laughs> I want to see him talk about Penny. He didn't free. have the channel, and I did, and I knew he'd love it, so I taped it for him. Well, he, let's he, be he, let's be honest. It was Morgan Webb and Cat Schwartz. That's why you. Remember, <laughs> so, yeah. What so I mean, it was fun though to to learn about Windows XP. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So um, what other podcasts do we all listen to? I listen to uh, I listen to Dignation. Uh, what else? I, I, I'm to I listen. I mean, I mainly listen to comic book podcasts and technology podcasts. So, I listen to know. NPR podcasts. It's Buzz. Like, oh, I, uh, yeah, CNET's Buzz Out Loud. It's a daily, mm. uh, like twenty five thirty minute podcast. It's fantastic. It's mainly focused on tech, but it, they're funny as hell. So it's good. Let me ask you: Does Ask a Ninja count? Yes, video podcasts oh, yeah. count absolutely. Yeah. Then I I watch that. Although they've uh, oh. been away for about a month. And what's the and what Connor? What's the best uh, video podcast out there? The best thing ever on the internet. Yes. The Daily Zay Frank Show. Yes, the uh, show by Zay Frank at zayfrank.com. Z e f r a n k dot com. Awesome. So. And I'm a big fan of one. I have to give a shout out to Brian Ibbett, who's a comic book reader, as a matter of fact, who does a podcast called Coverville. Uh, three times a week, he's one of the original podcasters, and he plays nothing but uh, cover songs. Cool. I'll check that one out. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Cool. I got a chance to because he gave it to us, but a uh, guy who does most people are DJs gave us a shout-out, so I'll give him one, too. <laughs> I actually li- I listened to it after he told us about the shout-out, and the show was pretty good. Yeah, so. it's, like a, it's a well-produced sort of indie music show, I think, right? Uh, yeah, no, it, it's really good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Pearlcast. I'm a real geek. I listen to a podcast about Pearl programming. Nice. Thank you. Tiki Bar TV also. Yeah, Tiki Bar TV, Control All Chicken, fantastic cooking video show. It's not really a podcast, but I guess it's a video podcast. But um, um, that's Comics. really it. Podcast four one one too. We should mention. Yep. If you're a podcasting freak. Listen to comics podcasts. We listen to all the standards, right? Yeah, pretty much. Fanboy Radio. Indie I like them a lot. Yeah, so. Indie Spinner Rack's very good. Word Balloon mm-hmm. with John. Around comics. <laughs> Around you hear comics. That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <with> John. <laughs> John, you're good, buddy. Yeah, our, you know you're a good buddy too. Augie. That's true. <laughs> we all hung out at a McDonald's once. For about He's 45 promoting minutes, himself yeah. enough. He doesn't need your help. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's, all right, let's move on. So thank you, Chris, for the for the voicemail. And if you want to um, call and leave us a voicemail, you can call one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. What happened with the Frapper map? Connor, We're over three hundred. I, I looked one day and it's three oh five. Yeah. I feel like I woke up on December twenty sixth. It's three oh seven. Three oh seven actually. actually oh, wow. Yeah. So I, who who's responsible for my outdated notes? Brad from Harrisburg, House of Thunder from Santa Cruz, Aaron from Springfield, Patrick from Richmond, Andrew from uh, Boston, Chris from Canada, I don't know where in Canada, Evan from Denver, Robert from San Jose, Robert again from Newark, Chris from Boston, John from Manassas, David from Wappingers Falls. And Boy, they Jeff, all seem to be guys. And, and Jeff. Jeff from <laughs> unknown, unknown location. Yeah, I know. We, the the guy girl ratio is really hurting. Girls, we need to you need to represent. We, we know, we you're, know out you're out there. there. Come on. Once again, we know how many people download the podcast, and we know how many people are on the Frapper map, and we know how many people are on the MySpace map, and we know how many people come to ifanboy.com, and none of the numbers add up, people. <laughs> and it's driving our OCD minds crazy. It really is. Yeah. I, we I, like seriously. I I don't even like MySpace, but I need you to go there and be our friend. <laughs> because I look at ours, and I'll be honest, I look at the other ones. Like, okay, they they have way more friends than us. Yep. Is Ed Brubaker your friend yet? Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Okay, because he's pimping criminal pretty hard everywhere. Right, but I, but the thing is, is like the problem. Like we've got Ed Brubaker and Brian K. Vaughn and Becky Cloonan. I don't feel like they're truly our friends. No. no. Okay, we know, can, I can understand yeah. that, but but yeah, we'll we'll be talking about criminal when it comes out. All right, so if you want to go to the Frapper map and represent, you can go to frapper.com slash ifanboy. That's F-R-A-P-P-R dot com slash ifanboy, or click the banner in the upper right-hand corner um, at uh, on ifanboy.com. Yes. Um, so I guess it's plug time. Augie, plug away. Take, take, it, take it away. Oh. Wow, thank you. Do I get a full 30 seconds? Yes. As much time as you want. Oh, okay, no, just go ahead and time me. Uh, yeah, my column is Pipeline Commentary and Review. Been going on for a little more than nine years right now over at comicbookresources.com. And my podcast is updated theoretically every Tuesday night when technical troubles don't step in. But basically I take a look at the top comics being released each and every week. And that one is also available at comicbookresources.com or cbr.cc. Just click on the Pipeline Podcast link. And you get a hold of me there. And, of course, if you'd like to email me with your complaints about how I just screwed up iFanboy forever and ever, it's <laughs> Augie, A-U-G-I-E, at comicbookresources.com. Thank you, guys. 
He won't awesome. be back, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't know what they're talking about, you can go to ifanboy.com, and we've talked about the best books of the week. You can go to the Pick of the Week thread and talk about the books you like the best. Or the one of the, I believe this is like the first week ever that I think that one of the threads in the main blog uh, outpaced the Pick of the Week thread. Yeah, the manga one. <laughs> what about manga? Manga. Manga. Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, I, I, apparently I've got a lot of reading to do now. So if the Lone Wolf and Cub is only like three thousand, four thousand pages, you're safe. Huh. I can there, download that. I can download that, right? Ten dollars a piece. I, again, I can download that, right? <laughs> that no comments. Nice. You can go I, to myspace.com/ifanboy. Be our friend. Uh, be our friend. Uh, you can go to somewhere else. You can go if and you, leave a review for uh, uh, for us on any one of the uh, podcast aggregators. Like leave iTunes a review on iTunes like or Podcast Alley. Vote for us there. Or leave a review for Augie on his show. Which Please. As well. I've got um, nothing. <laughs> and Augie's podcast, we strongly recommend. It's, it's you think you think podcasting is easy. It's not. And we, at least we have the three of us to kind of make fun of each other. <laughs> Augie's there flying solo, and he's out there putting himself out. There, <laughs> Thanks, guys. And it's fantastic. So. Um, and if you like what if you like what you hear and you like what we do on ifanboy.com, just head over to ifanboy.com slash donations and click on a donation button and throw some dollars our way and uh, we use that money towards making the site and making the podcast better. <laughs> by, by the way, also we've been on on this recording for over an hour and nobody's commented on the weather or the heat in the room. You know what's really funny? Oh. Is that I am dying of the heat. <laughs> so <am I>. <laughs> <laughs> and I was actually going to say we really should give up to Augie because I know you're in a similar situation as I am in a hot room. Yeah. Oh god. I tried to chill it before we started recording it. It's long gone. I can't I, believe somebody actually called us on that last this week. Someone did. Yeah. Someone was like, "You didn't mention the heat." <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Oh my god, I'm dying. So, anyway. Well, uh, listen, this was totally fun. I was just yeah. teasing you, but we did have fun, and you should come back sometime. Same here, guys. I'd love to. Yeah, we'd love to thanks have you. Any, on, you, you, you oh, my pleasure. A, you're an honorary iFanboy, Augie. Oh, yeah. thanks. Uh, poor you. All right. Well, that just wraps it up. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Oh, I'm gonna accidentally keep this in the in the in the edit, and he's gonna <laughs> read pipeline. No, I thought just in case you didn't edit this out, I wanted to get that all in. <laughs> <laughs> Always be prepared. And also, some chick named Nadia wants to talk to me in another window right now. <laughs> on Skype. I love Skype. <laughs> All right, can we get back to the podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Go ahead. Right, Don't let cool. me stop you. All right, in three, two...